I used to work at a billiards hall, and I would work evenings. The place closed at 2 a.m., but cleaning up took a long time, usually an hour or more. It was a two-story building with 15 tables on the ground floor, a large staircase in the middle, and the second story having a long row of another 10 tables. At the end of the row of tables upstairs in the corner, there was a small room used as a closet, but nobody ever went in there. It was just myself and my coworker Jerry that evening. Before the place was turned into a billiards hall, it was owned by a guy who made and sold fancy rugs, and his son ran the place. It turned out his son was in the drug business and used the place as a hub for transporting cocaine. One day, the owner was found dead, hanging from a noose pitched over the second-story balcony. His son disappeared. The rumor was that the son ran afoul of people in the drug trade, and his father was killed as revenge, and the son was kidnapped and likely dead. The father's death was ruled a suicide, even though the son's disappearance obviously indicated foul play. One night, my boss asked Jerry and myself to clean out the closet on the second story. We had one of those powerful industrial-grade vacuums that you wheeled around, and it was extremely loud. We were swamped with customers the whole night, and we realized we wouldn't have time to clean out the closet until after we closed. A glance in the closet told me it would add another 15 to 20 minutes of cleaning up after closing, so neither my coworker or myself were happy about it. It was about 3 a.m. when we carried the clunky vacuum upstairs and started on the closet. Jerry was using the loud vacuum while I rummaged through the miscellaneous items stored in there, throwing the junk in the trash and setting aside anything worth keeping. The closet was basically just a tiny room with a door with carpet inside. Even though we changed the light bulb, it still didn't work, so I figured the wire in the wall was probably severed. When the place was renovated and turned into a place for billiards, some walls were knocked down and some of the wiring was redone because you had to run outlets to each pool table to power the table lights hanging overhead. You didn't want a bunch of cords lying around exposed to customers. For lighting the closet as we cleaned, we both used flashlights because it was pretty dark up there. After several minutes of pulling stuff out of the closet as the loud vacuum Jerry was using droned on, I got to an old wooden box sitting on the floor in the corner of the closet. There were latches on the box which you had to press down on both at the same time to open. I tucked the flashlight under my chin and opened it. And right when I opened it, over the loud drone of the vacuum, I heard a blood-curdling scream. It was the sound of a grown man screaming. A scream of terror, like a man being dragged off to his doom and thrashing about to try and slow down the inevitable. It lasted for about two seconds. I let go of the box lid and it fell back into place and snapped shut. I turned around to Jerry who was crouched down behind me vacuuming. He had paused in his vacuuming and was looking up at me. I reached down and turned off the vacuum and asked him if he was the one who screamed. He said, no, I thought that was you. Where did that come from? A look of concern washed over his face. He got up and we both stepped out of the small room and looked over the balcony at the entrance to the building down on the ground floor. Both of us realized that there was no way the scream had come from outside. We wouldn't be able to hear it. The entrance was a set of large, thick double doors, and even if some weirdo had decided to lean against the doors and scream at the top of his lungs, for whatever reason, with the shop vac running, and us being all the way upstairs in the corner in another room, it just wasn't possible for us to notice that sound. The scream sounded like it came from right beside us in the room. It was like a man screaming, right? I asked, feeling uneasy. Jerry nodded, his eyes were both wide. It happened right when I tried to open this box. I said as I picked up the box and placed it outside of the closet where there was more light. 
I squeezed both latches on the box and opened it again. Inside the box was a large folded up tarp and below the tarp was a tied rope noose. It had to be the noose that the previous owner was found hanging from. The realization made me feel a little sick and judging by his expression, Jerry felt the same way. I tossed the box back into the closet and both of us decided to cut short our cleaning and call it a night. I think both of us being grown men and not believing in ghosts made us too embarrassed to ever bring it up again. The scream was so distinct, even with the loud vacuum being on. I don't believe in ghosts, but for some reason that experience still really gives me the creeps. Entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make believe seep into this cookie cutter white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. <clears throat> Alleged true stories. Christian, just. <sighs> okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality, about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. to the freaky deaky we are here with part two of night shift horror stories and that opening one threw me for a loop when i first found it what do you think about that christian it was funny that the guy said i don't believe in ghosts but i do believe in boxes screaming at the top of their lungs blood curdling screams for two seconds followed by finding a noose rope and a tarp see i actually believe that too i mean does mm, yes of course some of the strange things and scary things don't have to be ghosts why? Because it could be something else. It could be anything. It could be an imprint in time. It could be a demon in your eyes. I mean, it's, it is a, that was a crazy story. Yeah. Also, people like that, that throw that box back in there. Yeah, that's a weird move. Yeah, I'm like, like it, was this possibly connected to a murder? Yeah. It's fine. But we'll also, it hard for me to believe they left the noose behind that hung somebody. Maybe that was a, the noose for the sun that was just never used. They're Maybe. like, ah, oh, we'd rather torture this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was also wondering, I was like, what's that box doing in there? If the guy died, and they're just like, all right, I guess, uh, well, get this dead body out of here. And uh, let's box up this noose nice and tight. Yeah. Grab that tarp. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, I don't fully get the connection there, but definitely a trippy story. When I read it, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, is what I said to a room full of nobody. Um, And somebody answered. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And now we're here. If you are new to the show, you are picking a weird episode to start on, friend. But welcome. This is part two. You may have noticed from the title. Maybe you'd be more comfortable starting with part one. Some people just start in the middle and then go, go back to the beginning. Yeah, so maybe start at part one and a half, I guess. I don't know where you're going with that, Christian. But don't tell people how to live their life. Don't tell me how to live my life, stranger. 
weird stranger from the radio box. Welcome to the show. We appreciate you guys tuning in yet again for another fun-filled evening, aka morning for us, of talking about late night horror stories, night shift workers, where you at? You got the strange stories and we love to hear them. And this is part two of that previous episode that we released last week with, if you can believe it, even more night shift horror stories. And they are fun. Night shift what? Horror stories. Okay. I know you think I'm saying horror stories, Christian, but that's not the podcast that we run here. And I'm tired of you trying to move it in that direction. Wait, we're the freaky deaky. It's creepy and it's uncomfortable. So it would fit either way. But. Yeah, welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. If you have a moment to spare in your busy ass days and you think that we're bringing you even some like C-grade entertainment, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, wherever you're listening from. If you're watching on YouTube and you have subscribed to the show and you like what you hear, we want to hear from you. Comment on YouTube, uh, tell your friends about it, share it, whatever you, whatever you can do. It really helps us bypass these these pesky damn little algorithms and kind of climb our way up the charts. So. Yeah. You know, one thing, and I'll say this to everybody out listening, it's hard to make Scott smile and be all joyful. He's just pretty reserved. You can't prove that. But when he sees a review, a good review, he's very happy. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. I do get a little ecstatic when I see people, you know, rating the show. Not so much when I see them rating it one star. But hey, if you're one of the people who thinks you're going to rate it one star, guess what? You're still helping us grow the show, weirdo. Yeah. Did so you... just don't rate it. Just do that. How about you try that on for size? Do you notice how Scott monster? supported my my argument that he's kind of reserved and Eeyore-ish? Because right after he went from the Makes me really happy, yeah. except for the one star. But that also makes me happy because they're still technically growing the show. And also, for the record, I am the comedy element of this show. So I am very happy and giddy all the time. I thought I was the comedy element. Christian, oh goodness. Maybe there's no comedy. Oh God, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're in trouble. Anyway, uh, find us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram and Facebook at TFT Paranormal on tiktok and if you have a creepy experience yourself if you're a night shift worker and you've experienced something that you simply cannot explain and you want to hear us talk about it in a bonus story on youtube or maybe a future listener story episode send it into the gang at the freakydeaky.com and we will save it in the archive for later or you can just comment it on youtube or wherever you're at comment it i can copy and paste shit relatively easily and i'm not going to make you send an email if it's easier for you to just comment your story so yeah that's what I wanted to say. And now that I've said that, maybe uh, we get right into the next story. How about we do that, folks? I've been waiting. I know YouTube is kind of fickle with their listening patterns. They're like, he's not getting into the stories quick enough, and I need to get the shit scared out of me. And so here we go. You're well. Hey, calm down, YouTube fellow. All right? It's coming. I'm on. I'm, this, I'm the same way on YouTube. It's called finesse. All right, yeah. I'm building into it. I'm trying to like paint a picture for everyone. Can I do that? Can I take a few minutes to do that? No. Okay. Well, then I should probably just get into this next one. I spent the better part of 17 years working nights at various jobs. This experience spans a period of five or so years, and for me, transitioned from active duty military to civilian work for the military doing the same job. In early 2003, fresh to a military base, I was sent TAD, temporary assignment, to the base military police. Now, mind you, I didn't go to school for MP. I was a fueler. Two or three months into TAD, I was assigned a lone post for a remote gate overnight because there was training active and they needed immediate access in case of emergency. I was alone. It was maybe 1.30 a.m. 
the nearest houses were over a mile away. The post is sandwiched between two freeways and a road. Nothing else for a mile or so north or south, maybe five miles east and west. All of a sudden, I hear kids laughing and playing, loud, like they're within a few hundred feet or less. Fast forward an hour, and the road sergeant tries to sneak up on me from inside the base. He stops, I use the porta potty, I come back, he asks about the, about the kids laughing, thinking it was me. That'd be a weird talent to have, to just have ch the ability to mimic children's laughter from a yeah. short distance away while you're trying to pee. Very descriptive. Yeah. He asks about the kids laughing, thinking it was me. I explained what I've heard. He spends the better part of an hour looping the freeway around us, thinking a car was broken down, never finds anything. We hear the... We hear the kids two or three more times, but never find anything. Fast forward, late 2008, I take a position at military police again, this time as a civilian. A month or so into the job, some of the Marines are talking one day, either before or after shift. This little kid's ghost story pops up. One of the corporals had related to them, apparently to scare them. I immediately chimed in and said, that was me. Seems occasionally someone would hear them again. 2009, I'm out on a dirt road unlocking a gate and the Marine I'm riding with says, those fucking kids, bro. It's like 3 a.m. We're two miles farther east into the base from that gate. Sure enough, middle of nowhere, kids giggling. Spooky. Nah, what, why is it so creepy with kids' laughter? Why don't they ever do it in the middle of the day? Because that wouldn't be as scary. I know, but that's the point. Like, are the kids evil and trying to be scary? I don't think they're or evil. Or are they playing hopscotch out in the middle of the dunes somewhere? I mean, if they're it, laughing, they're having fun. That's what kids do. They laugh yeah. a lot. Yeah, but so why not in the middle of the day? Then? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's weird that these things happen at night and... Maybe in the other universe, the times are opposite, so. What about the universe that we live in? I'm just trying to give you an explanation for why kids would be up being ghosts in the middle of the night. Well, I didn't it's, want you to pull one out of your ass, Christian. I wanted you to explain it to me. In reality, what could this be? Why aren't they ever playing in the day? Are they at school? Are they, are they at ghost school? Could be. I mean. I like how my explanation was way yeah. less based in reality. I got mad at you for. <laughs> I know. Like they were at ghost school, obviously. I mean, these days we would accept that because we've seen like Harry Potter and then Wednesday and other, the school of other ghost schools. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The school of magical beans or I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah. The school of magical beans. That's one of my favorites. It's kind of like the great value version of Harry Potter, but for vegetables, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Was or the... beans are fruit. I think the song tells us they're a fruit. No, I was talking about different beans. Oh, B-E-I-N-G-S. <laughs> God, you did it again. Okay, I thought <laughs> I thought for sure that we were on the same. I thought maybe we were talking like Veggie Tales or something. It's fine. Yeah, you got to start enunciating the I and that beings because let me tell you, every time you say it, I think you're talking about beans. I don't, I will never just we've talk. Had, we've had this conversation so yeah, many times. Yeah, I will not talk about beans. Let's and, clear that up. <laughs> what if one day you have a change of heart and you're like, today's the day, Scott, bean talk. Do you see me as changing, having a change of heart that quickly? Have you ever seen that I've, happen? You have never changed anything ever in your life. So maybe not. But every time you say it, I'm still going to think beans. And our listeners, hey, comment below. If you think, if, if you're listening on YouTube, this is how you can get in touch with us. All right. This is how you can let us know that you're listening. 
If you heard the word beans, just comment the word beans. You don't have to give any explanation back. Ha 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 ha. Whatever. Just comment beans and that'll do it for me. But until then, should we get into this, this third story? Yes. Third story. Also a great band. Except and this is about an apartment building on burial grounds. Sounds like trouble. This is by Lad75. My dad used to work as a maintenance supervisor at an apartment complex. The complex had about five buildings, all connected by parking lots and drives. Surrounding the complex was a few side streets that would connect, one from the south and one from the west. To the north was a plaza and northeast was an open field. But just to the west between the two side streets was a series of grassy knolls. Uh-oh. Those are never good. Mm -mm. Someone warned JFK. There's treachery afoot. Uh, a series of grassy knolls, not just one or two, that were marked as protected land. My dad had told me that he suspected that the complex was built on a Native American burial ground, or directly next to one at the very least. Those were mounds. Those are giant bones in those mounds. Yeah, that grassy knolls, those were mounds. Yeah. I've always wondered what a knoll is. Grassy it's knoll. The thing you so, make a conspiracy about. It's a short hill. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't told this in a matter of fact, but he began to believe it more and more the longer he worked there. Mind you, at the time we lived in one of the apartment buildings in that complex. One time we were chatting after he got home from work early one morning, and he told me he was a little shaken up. Apparently when he was painting one of the vacant apartments, he got a really weird feeling, like he was being watched. He shrugged it off and went on his business. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw something but couldn't tell what it was. I guess he slowly turned around to see a little Native American girl with a noose around her neck hanging from the ceiling. My dad is a shorter guy, but he said the bottom of her feet were around his eye level, so around five and a half feet. I asked more, but to be honest, I don't remember much. This happened maybe 10 or so years ago, so I was young. I just remember he told me he would see or hear things like objects moving on counters, hearing knocks on doors and doors opening and moving, children laughing and playing, spooky stuff. There's weird correlations with the stories that somehow get compiled for these episodes. So far, two nooses, children laughing, dads, probably. Yeah. Th that, the world. That whole, I don't know if that's necessarily a burial ground as much as maybe grounds where people have been murdered or Native mm -hmm. Americans have been murdered. When you see a noose like that, that sounds like. It's not necessarily like a. Sounds like old school America and how, how we used to treat the Native Americans. And, this is America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe how we still treat, treat them. That would be terrifying and traumatizing. And I would need therapy. Yeah. Like if I just saw a ghost, I'd be fine. But if I saw a ghost like that. Exactly. Uh, it would just. It would be too much because and maybe it's just me like i've always had an overactive mind where you, know, you have to have answers for everything but wouldn't you just sit there and be like why would you show me this like what's the point of me seeing this i mean that's what we've done oh you think it's for like guilt <laughs> no i like, just look what it, you've done to me it, it reminds me like why are you showing this to me it's also like because people need to know you know mm -hmm. kind of thing i don't know i don't know what the spirit realm is trying to convey to us if indeed there is a spirit realm. Oh, there is, Christian. Um, Get your head out of your ass. No, it's... But that's 
there's so much more to that story in yeah. that area. I wish they would have mentioned where it was. Yeah, me too. That is a common theme in our episodes, though. Like these stories, if there was just a little bit more detail on location and stuff like that, you might be able to like kind of track down or kind of like like I did with the last episode in the mind. Yeah. Because if that information is available or they do mention that type of stuff, I will oftentimes look further into it because sometimes people just blow, you know, hot smoke or whatever when they're on Reddit trying to get mined for karma. Yeah. And so if you can actually find details that kind of correlate with their story, you're like, oh shit, this might have actually happened. This person. Yeah. I do that yeah. with Reddit. And if I see something on like, like say TikTok, mm. I like to have. Yeah. TikTok is not where you want to go for no. educational purposes. No, I like to yeah. be able to find the information that they're talking about. That they're TikToking about. Yeah. Like I just saw a thing last night about some coin that somebody had found that had like from Egypt that had an alien on it. And so I'm like, that's interesting. It turns out it was a Dave and Buster's token or something like that. It was it was like such an unsubstantiated un, un story that I'm like, never mind. There That's was no the real case. information. It was like somebody yeah. made a, a coin with an alien face on it and said it was from Egypt. And nobody could even trace that, which is the danger of everything, some, you know, podcast like this or, hmm. you know, there's, yes. a, there's, there's a lot of a stuff to wade through we are pretty much the bad boys of the paranormal this is a very dangerous podcast i believe you're right i mean that's why i have that van down the street just watching me tapping yeah. my phones they know they know we're on to them that christian does have a windowless van down the street for other purposes but yeah we're not going to get into that on this episode not today but i will get into an, a story that i believe christian in particular is going to enjoy because it involves a scientist Ooh. and christian worships scientists i do not worship anybody so or anything if so if you are a scientist and you are longing to be worshipped send an email to the gang at the freakydeaky.com anyway this one's called the startled scientist and it's by steph pap 21 i was not the direct witness for the below but these are the creepiest stories i have heard as they have been conveyed to me by a good friend who is also a top scientist in his field, and in so, by default, he does not even begin to accept the paranormal at all. He was just discussing them matter-of-factly, trying to find some logical explanation for these phenomenon. Oh, yeah, this sounds familiar, doesn't it, Christian? Doesn't it? It's science. It's science, bitch! So, these are not some wild imagination tales, pumped up for extra effect, just transferred from one person with an extremely solid, quote, logical process frame of mind, who flatly refused to attribute them to the paranormal, but also was baffled by failing to find any rational explanation, which is what happens with a lot of science people. Like, it definitely wasn't paranormal, but I have no idea what the hell it was. Yep. Classic. So he served his army time, which is mandatory in my country. In Air Force, and at, this, and at some point, he was dispatched to a small outpost outside a medium-sized city. Now, this outpost was built for some reason right next to a World War II German ossuary room, hosting remains from unidentified German soldiers dug up at some point after the war and remained under army property and military care once the outpost was built. So he's in Austria. It's, my, it's just my theory. Okay. No idea of the details like whether the remains were dug out during the building of the outpost or why they were not returned to Germany. I am presuming the chaos in the decades after World War II and the army bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. That's, is that a hard word for me too? Bureaucracy? That's a hard word for everybody. 
The army bureaucracy just kept him there. The ossuary entrance was incorporated in the outpost building through a straight, longish corridor leading to a metal door with a handle and no lock, as it wasn't needed. There were several occurrences that struck him as odd there ever since he arrived, like strange noises and local stray dogs and cats refusing to enter the building even though the soldiers invited them in as it was freezing cold outside. But being who he is, he casually dismissed them by thinking of various plausible explanations from wind howl and plumbing contract for the noises to specific smells or ultrasound equipment noises that could be bothering the animals. However, there were three cases that even he could not properly explain scientifically. For one, the TV in the room would often turn on entirely on its own. Now, this was over 20 years ago, so this would be an old CRT set, meaning he could attribute it to sudden power surges causing this. However, what he found hard to explain was the fact that the stations would also randomly change on their own, with no one near either the TV set or the remote. The second occurrence was one morning when he came across what he described as a spectral ethereal shape standing roughly in the middle of the corridor leading from the outpost to the ossuary. Even though he saw the apparition very clearly for a few seconds, he tried to shrug it off as some sort of refraction of the sunlight coming from the corridor skylight on the dust particles in the relatively enclosed corridor. But then he admitted that this in fact happened during a dark rainy day. Probably the most disturbing thing though was the third incident. The ossuary's door at the end of the corridor was a heavy, solid metal one, quite rusty and hard to open from all the years. Incidentally, they had to open it a few weeks before the incident to clean up as some heavy rainfalls had flooded the space, and it took quite some time and effort from a couple of strong soldiers to manage to do so. Obviously, it was kept closed at all times. Then, one evening, he and a fellow airman were on night duty when they heard banging noises. As these continued and actually became louder, they realized they were coming from the ossuary door down the corridor. They were so, they were so alarmed that his colleague actually took his personal service weapon with him as they went to check. Upon entering the corridor, both realized that the ossuary door was open and standing slightly ajar. Now this was practically impossible as they were the only two people on duty in the building. No other person could enter without going through them, let alone this was an isolated and enclosed military installation so trespassing was highly unlikely anyway, and the area was checked earlier as part of the routine sweep. However, the lights were on and they could clearly see that the door was open, so they advanced to go and close it up, but as they were halfway through the corridor, the door just slammed shut in front of their eyes. It did not just close, it banged so hard that it pretty much got stuck and it took quite some effort from both of them to manage to pry it open again. When they did, they checked the room and, sure enough, no person or animal was in there, apart from its quote, long-term residence. The cases with the German soldiers remains. When I asked him how is it possible for him to not freak out, he nervously admitted that even himself found it really, really strange. His scientific mind tried to attribute it to some, quote, strong draft, as it was a windy night. But even that could not explain to him what kind of a wind draft can open a solid metal door then slam it shut so forcefully, or even how can a draft be created in the first place since the ossuary room had no other doors, windows, and any entry point for the wind apart from this one door. Interesting. World War II ghosts, Germans, nonetheless. If there's going to be ghosts, 
it's going to be at a battlefield or a war. I mean, that's where all our civil war ghosts come from. That is true. That is where all the civil war ghosts do come from. I mean, that's where, I mean, it just makes perfect sense. Where for, maybe, for you, but not for this guy, apparently. I think it does. I mean, he just is not, he, he was questioning the reality of things like, like we all should, when we hear a story like this, we should start scientifically, basically, and then check off different things that could or could not be. And then when we get to a point where this scientist is at, we're like, okay, I don't understand. So that's when you say this is paranormal. No, because see, that's a, the issue that I have because a scientist, right there. you, you can't measure paranormal. So a scientist wouldn't just say that they might wonder but that's but you can't me- you, if you're a scientist you measure things you you yeah you can't do if that you otherwise come across something that you cannot that cannot be measured then therefore you have to open your mind you can the possibility of something outside of the normal space that you are in there's for a scientist there's not evidence of that with extraordinary claims you need extraordinary evidence so you can't expect a scientist to change the way his brain works. Are you telling me that with extraordinary claims, you need extraordinary evidence? And yet they can be like, uh, yeah, so anyway, 400 trillion light years away, there's a planet that's made of diamonds. But, they can, like, but they, can, they can use science to determine that. They, to determine that. But there's no physical evidence of it. There's no physical proof. You can't fly out there yourself and touch it. You see something shiny and you're like, ooh, diamonds. Okay. Based first, on space, it's cold. First off, let's let's take apart, take away the, the fact that they can tell by the, the light we receive from stars what it's made out of and say, maybe they can't. Then how do they know this stuff? And then later on, they prove it to be real when technology gets better. And they like when they go by certain planets, they theorize were built or made like this. And then we fly a satellite by it and it was right. Yeah. So if it's not science, then we have been in contact with aliens and they told us all about these stars and planets. Hey, this one place is made up of diamonds. Let me ask you this satellites. How the fuck are you still getting that image when it's, you know, you're circling Jupiter? Takes you know, a while. I can't, the Wi Fi in my shop sometimes is so bad. They don't use Wi Fi, man. I know, but what are they using and why don't we use that instead? Because it's slow. They're sending it on the airwaves. It's slow. They're just like, I try to picture it. How's the image getting from millions and millions and millions and millions of miles away to us? They point their little dish toward the earth and send it. And then depending on how far away it is, we get it. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they don't, like, I don't believe that satellites are actually going out and taking pictures. And I'm not one of those guys, but it's, it's, it's baffling that like, just that, that exists yet. I can't get three bars of cell reception in my fucking room. You know what I mean? Through that. It's like, Hey, we're on earth still. How about you spiff up this place a little bit before we go traipsing around the galaxy? I believe we might've found ourselves in a, in a space tangent again. And it's been a while. Yeah. Mm. They always suck us in like a black hole. That's what, that's what black holes do. Yeah, that's why I used it as the reference. But I'm going to grab a beverage, and then I'm going to sit down for another story. Scott, you really shouldn't drink that whiskey this time of the morning. I know, but it goes down so smooth. Could you imagine if we tried to drink whiskey and do this podcast? I mean, think I can't imagine that. And we should do that for like episode 200 or something. Just get yeah. wasted and be like, yeah, anyway, there's a ghost. Think about how much trouble we have with certain words and names. I don't want to think about that. I have to think about it because we got a comment on YouTube about the way I said a certain name recently, and I've just move on, move on. We want the next story on YouTube. 
It wasn't the TikTok lady that called me a racist? No. Okay. It wasn't. They didn't pick on me for it. He thought it was funny. Oh, well, it probably was. Yeah, it it was kind of funny. Well, there you go. It's all good. It's all good, man. This next one is called Bathroom Whaling. Bathroom. Oh, I was like, how are they getting whales in the bathroom? Yeah. And then I'm like, whaling. Whalers. Yeah. Like a moaning myrtle. It's always in the bathroom, man. Still never saw that movie. But this is by Resembling a Ghost. So I guess it checks out. I was closing my restaurant one night. It was me and a delivery girl alone in the building. As I was working on my closeout paperwork, I heard loud sobbing start up in the bathroom. I went and knocked on the door and asked Marie if she was okay. Crying stopped, but she didn't answer. I thought maybe I had embarrassed her, so I went back to the office. A few minutes later, the crying started again. Really loud wailing. She sounded like she was really going through something. I went back to the bathroom, unsure of what to do. I stood there for a few minutes before trying the door and finding it unlocked and the bathroom empty. I looked for Maria and couldn't find her, called her to find out she had clocked out without telling me and left 30 minutes prior. I finished my clothes in record time and got the hell out. The next day I told my boss about it and he said he thought the empty land to the back of us had been a cemetery at one point. Spooky. Uh, I don't know what you'd do in that situation, but I would probably shit a brick. And great place to be in the bathroom to do that. But I wouldn't want to be around the ghost. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's... How would you react to something like that? You're crying in the bathroom, you walk up to the door, you hear it for a few minutes before you're like, how am I going to approach this? And you open the door, it's empty, and you're like, oh. And your one employee left 30 minutes prior. Hmm. I would hope. It was, in my case, the women's restroom that I would not have to use in the future. Oh, yes. Yeah. But then I'd be like, ghosts could watch me pooping in the other restroom, too, theoretically. Very easily. Yeah. yeah. Very easily. I've, I've heard walls aren't that big of a deal for them. They don't yeah. waltz wherever. Yeah. And then the next thought would be, I'm glad I don't believe in ghosts. As you're sitting there listening to a ghost cry on the toilet. Yeah. Like, well, thankfully, I don't believe this because it hasn't been proven scientifically. There's... There's no proof, maybe, except for my ears, which are hearing it right now. Maybe I'd be hearing a different person. Maybe I'd be like, maybe I have multiple personalities and one of them's crying on the inside wow. of my head. Wow, man, the lengths. The length, that was like a half a step. That was an easy that one. That was so far, man. You know that song, I that 500 mile song that everyone's so popular, that I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 miles. What the hell more? is wrong with you? That's you. What the hell? That reaching is un- for explanations. You're like, I would walk. Five. Please stop. Please. That's, that's one of my most hated songs ever. Why do you why, do this to one, me? Why do you hate that song? What's wrong with that song? That's a great song. It is not great. It's very get stuck in your head material. Yeah. Can you name so, the band? I can if you give me like five minutes to think about I'm it. I'm not going to give you five okay. minutes because we have another story. It's the Proclaimers. The Proclaimers. And what were they proclaiming? Something about How, walking a thousand miles. They were like proclaiming this will be our one hit wonder and, and you will never hear great. from us. Yeah. Thank God. And they also were kind of weird, but great song. I'd rather be Rick Rolled than listen to that song. Yeah. Well, he's never going to give you up, but it's fine. Yeah. Either way, crying bathroom ghosts, it's a no from me. But it's so common, we should just be used to it by is now. It? I mean, is we it, just, or is it just Harry Potter in this story? We had an episode a couple a couple episodes ago where we had a ghost crying in the bathroom. The Hall of Fame ghost, Hockey Hall of Fame ghost. Ah, uh, yes, of course. A lot of sad bathroom tales. I mean, when you're at work, where do you go when you're really suffering? You go to the bathroom, close that stall home. door. 
Yeah, but yeah. that's not the case because you're working. Mm. You don't get to go home when you're working. It's called you're a slave to the business. That's right. You sit down, monkey, and you do your work. You didn't have to go there. <laughs> you get really offended when I say the word monkey every time, which which just makes me say monkey even more. Maybe you should like, I don't know how to say it. Maybe you haven't been called monkey before in a derogatory <laughs> way. I have. I know, but it's so like for me personally, and I'm I, picturing a chimpanzee at a desk <laughs> and and you are picturing something way more racist than a chimpanzee at a desk. So in I'm reality, sure, which I'm, of us I'm pretty sure is the racist. I'm pretty sure other people have the same opinion mm. of that term. Well, we did this earlier in the episode, so here we go. Uh, if you think that Scott is a raging racist, just comment the word monkey on YouTube or Instagram or wherever you're listening. We'll do it. We'll battle it out. We'll see what what was yours? I don't remember what yours was. It's been 10 minutes. I don't remember either. That's back there somewhere. You'll find it. Anyway. Did we even really say it? Are we even really here? I'm starting to get cloudy. My vision is cloudy. Sleep is escaping me. It's fine. Let's continue on with a couple more of these uh, short ones and we'll close her out real nice and tight. That sounded way worse than I wanted it to. Anyway, this is from the Pretenders. Oh, band. That's the stuff. Anyway. Worked at a small call center for insurance, so there were only about six other people doing night shift with me on the regular. One day, a slow day, it was just me and my other friend, we'll call her Bianca. Professional. Bianca got a call from someone reporting on reporting an accident, and the call went something like, Hi, I've been in an accident. A semi-driver hit me. I think I'm okay. Everything just feels fuzzy. It was customary to ask time and location, and the time that the girl gave Bianca was a couple minutes in the future, so we just figured this girl was in shock, but took down the time she stated anyways. She got the girl's name, we'll call her Amy, and finished the report. Bianca told me about her phone call, and in the middle of it, I get a call. A semi-driver reporting an accident, same exact location as the previous caller. Time was the same, but at this point had happened a few minutes ago, so the time was logical. And get this, paramedics had already arrived on the scene and pronounced the girl that the semi-driver hit as DOA, and the ID found in her wallet had her name as Amy. That reminds me of, remember the first police in the paranormal where the guy like gets in a car accident and just keeps running? That's one of my favorite ghost stories ever. This reminds me of that because it's almost, it's got to be like the same traumatic impact where something happens and this girl's like, oh shit, I'm I'm okay, but I'm a little foggy. I'm going to call my insurance. Yeah. I I, uh, feel like this was a twilight zone, like could be a twilight zone. It probably could be. Yeah. That's, I don't know, man. That's where you go from there. Where do you go from there? You just, Ooh. you're like, wait, I'm, I'm, you find, then you look down, you're like, ah, uh, that's me. That's me right there. Maybe I'm not fine. Maybe things are a little more than just fuzzy and I'm dead. Like, you just like wander off into the twilight then? You're just like, all right, well, here we go. That's like the stories where you hear, oh yeah, so-and-so helped me get out of this, saved my life. Mm. They've been dead, <laughs> you know? They've been dead for 30 years. Or like some of the, like, you hear it from like, military stories where someone saves their life but he's was killed like 10 mm. minutes ago in the foxhole down yeah. the way Pe- maybe people just don't know they're dead yet so they could still have an effect it's weird that, it, that people don't believe in 
like spirits or ghosts or angels or anything like that when you have stories that exist like this you have stories no no but there's no other explanation so the the explanations are either you do not believe it or it's real like that's the only those are the only two options so either you're choosing not to believe someone that said they experienced this or you're I, just saying i have another option that's real what? or we don't have the technology yet oh to, good. to prove this God. stuff you know there was a time where we thought people got sick because the spirit world or something did it when in fact it was germs we just weren't at to the point where we could tell it was germs and viruses yeah. and stuff but why so I, I just think it's we're not at that point where we can measure it yet and and see it but why would you need technology to tell you something is real if you can visually see it with your eyes because or you experience it yourself like like who amongst us experiences something and then is like i don't know if that was real let's take this call for example yes there is no real way a dead girl can call on a phone and yet here we are right but that doesn't prove anything that just shows something strange happened it doesn't show you what it is we can make assumptions somebody else would say with a, of a different belief might say oh that's a demon talking to you because you know a human spirit goes to heaven or hell right away that's a de you know who knows mm -hmm. every, every people can have different interpretations yeah. i think that's a gross oversimplification it, it is of, but yeah. uh, but also we don't know and we can't you know we you and i can sit here because especially because we're on this kind of a podcast say it's ghost Mm. We can't prove it yet. I do believe somehow we'll be able to prove this stuff eventually, but it could be a bunch of things and maybe even paranormal things, different types of paranormal things that yeah. even goes. We just can't maybe see it. even paranormal things. Maybe it's paranormal, guys. Or, maybe the dead girl calling to file an insurance claim. Maybe that's paranormal. Or maybe in a different reality, she lived through that mm. and actually called and the wires got crossed up. I mean, I don't know. I just saying hello from the other side. Don't we all want to say that? Mm, I don't know about that. I'm like, if you ever murder me, I will come back and haunt you forever is what I've told people. You may think, think <clears throat> you win, but in the end, I will get but you. But that's weird that you would tell people that knowing that you don't believe in that. If it's so. if it real, if it happens, mm. I mean, if it's a reality, then that's what I'm going to do. If it's not a reality, I just go on like uh, Houdini and never and you're, you never hear from me again. Wouldn't that be great? No, <laughs> probably to some people. Yeah. All right. We've got a couple more shot eyes in this before we I never used, night. I never used to uh use that word until we started watching the wire. Really? Yeah. I like how over the progression of this podcast you have gone from referencing Game of Thrones every episode to now watch or referencing the wire. Just wait till I start reference referencing Limetown, which is a great show you guys should watch and Nope, listen to our show. No, I said watch. Okay. On Peacock on Picard. anyway this is a world war ii japanese military Ooh, yeah i love brief. this it's only this like way. a paragraph long but sorry my voice changed right there too Ooh. <laughs> it's all right mine has been shifting in and out of dimensions for the entirety of the last episode i think some of it's that we talk a lot to babies one yep. baby in particular yeah i don't make a habit of doing it to multiples just mine yeah um this is by Bleeding Raindrops. I don't like that name. All right, sorry. I'll get rid of it. I'll take care of it, Christian. You rest your delicate sensibilities, all right? Yes. I will handle Bleeding Raindrops. I stood as gate guard overnight on an overseas base. An old Japanese guy in World War II military attire walked up and just sort of stared past us for a minute. 
He said we shouldn't be there and asked us to leave. I started to respond, but one of the Japanese security guards in the booth behind me put a hand on my shoulder and silently bid me to follow him back to the booth. We sat in the booth until he left. I never learned who he was or why we shouldn't talk to him. Can you, that's creepy. Can you imagine just a ghost walking up and then like the guy is seeing it so many times just walks up and like, no, 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 just get back here. It's not worth it. Japanese ghosts, like stories like that out of Japan just are like hits you different and i think because they respect that that spiritual realm in a different yeah. way than we do so and and it's not just japanese there's other cultures yeah. that do too they're not in like buildings playing pots like come on ghosts yeah they're they're right. like no we just just let them do their thing yeah you know and then a lot of some cultures believe that communicating with ghosts is not a good thing a lot of cultures yeah yeah so moving right along this next one is called the leather daddy shiny star beast that's wait that's the name of the story or the That's name? The name that I've given the story. What? Do it again. The Leather Daddy, Shiny Star Beast. You know, we. Uh, That's by Maziki. Some kids listen to this story or uh, this show. Yeah, I know. Okay. Go ask your parents what Scott's talking about. Please do not do that. <laughs> We're not trying to lose listeners here, right? So keep the Leather Daddy business between us. That sounds worse. Yeah. Just, hey. just move on. Hey, sport. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's by Maziki. To preface this story, I am a psychology student. I think my experience can be summed up on to sleep deprivation, although I am still doubtful. That could be. That could be. Christian agrees, not being a psychology student, but sitting here in a garage drinking coffee. He thinks they are on the same page. No, I, I just <clears throat> I just know that sleep deprivation can make you see some similar things. You have no proof. And a lot of our stories don't involve sleep de- deprivation. So I'll, let me say that. But sleep deprivation will make you see things. Where's the proof, Christian? Have you ever seen things while sleep deprived? Yes. Like what? Just weird shadows and stuff. And mm. maybe there was something there. Mm. You, but maybe you glimpse, uh, just pierce the veil a little bit. Shout out to emo music back in 2005. While you're kind of. Uh, that could be. Yeah. While you're sleep deprived, your body's like, are we dying? Is this death? Maybe your subconscious is taking a rest and doesn't filter out that kind of stuff that yeah. it spends all day filtering. It's like you can handle a couple of demons, right? I mean, could you imagine, like, think about yourself who sees things, other yeah. people that see more things than you. Sure. If our sub- subconscious didn't filter, filter out maybe the spiritual realm as much, it would be hard for us to survive as a species. So maybe that's why we don't see these things. Maybe. Because but, we can't uh, live our lives and see a bunch of dead people walking around. Yeah. Or demons in the corner or whatever. Sleep deprivation for me, as someone that has been sleep deprived for a very long time, not only now, but throughout my life, I've gone through periods of just, you know, not getting a lot of sleep. I've never seen anything being sleep deprived. Like I've seen stuff when I'm well rested. I've maybe, seen stuff randomly at night, you know, sometimes maybe, during. You you operate on a different wavelength. Maybe sleep deprivation will turn, you won't be able to, Your your brain will be too exhausted to see that stuff. Mm, yes of course i didn't factor that in as well all right so anyway sleep deprivation is what they're saying but also still doubtful i worked as an overnight shelf stocking worker at a large grocer i always felt uneasy there but i figured it was because i had adjusted my schedule to sleep during the day and work at night i had done so a week in advance so that working during that time would not be too difficult usually when i get a bad feeling about a place i am right But this time, I decided to bury that feeling. 
I probably should have listened to my gut. A week into working there, I started to see a dark silhouette out of the corner of my eye, hiding in shadows cast by fluorescent light. I shrugged it off. Not too far-fetched that I could be seeing that so late at night. The next week, the figure I saw wasn't in the shadows anymore. It was in the center of the aisle. It was strangely shaped too, with kind of a cone head and pretty tall. It's not like I was thinking about what I saw before anyways, but now it was right in the middle of the aisles. So I started to get a little creeped out. Now, I needed this money to go on a trip, so I stuck through. I've had bad feelings from places, but never an experience. So I figured I would play my luck and hope I would only be seeing this figure at a distance. I was wrong about that. A few days after I started seeing the silhouette in the center of aisles, I had another experience. I was crouched down in an aisle putting cans on a shelf. I heard a sound behind me, probably another stock boy going by. Naturally, I turned around to see if he needed me or not. I turned around to see a seven to eight foot tall figure. I looked up and I could vividly see that this thing was not human. It was shaped like a star with long spindly limbs, a stout body, and a short cone-like head. This thing was made of a black leather or tar and was visibly reflecting the light. It was only about one second that I saw it. I blinked and it was gone. Immediately after I, I was immediately after I was slightly dis- disoriented and I had to take a breather before continuing to work. Because of my becoming disoriented, I thought sleep deprivation would have some merit to it, but I still don't know what I saw or how I saw it. Later that night, I had a different wild but just as vivid experience, but I've already typed out more than I thought. Luckily, this all happened around the time I planned on quitting and leaving for my trip, so I didn't stick around much longer. That's a weird entity. That's a weird thing to see. And now, once again, another one-off. I mean, that could be sleep deprivation, but also, I think it might be scarier to see something like that if you have to see something paranormal, something that doesn't fit into a normal narrative would be yeah. freaky. Some might say it would be freaky deaky. Good night, everyone. No. I have a quote. Some, I took some ran, random quotes that might come up in our episodes, and this one I, I feel like fits these two episodes. Okay. It's, the earth, it has been said, is one vast graveyard. A man can nowhere put down his foot without stepping on the remains of a brother by M. Shella Bear. It just sounds like, I mean, all these different paranormal stories we're talking about on the night shift seem to even places out in the middle of nowhere seems to be in a place of former death for one reason or yeah. another. And that's why mm-hmm. we have so many ghost sightings because check out, you know, pretty much everywhere. A lot of people have died. Yeah. I mean, there's been way more people dead on the earth than there is alive right now. Exactly. So, so and it's hard to imagine anywhere where someone's it, not died or dying or yeah, buried or, couple of them must have been left behind when it was t- their time to go to the light mm, yes. or, or the flame. R.I.P. Yep. Pour some out for your fallen homies. R.I.P. Or if, if you went to the flames, D-R-I-P. Drip. Oh, yeah. It just makes sense. Christian's over here dabbing on them with drip. I don't know what that means, but I know what a dab is, but I know what dabbing is. Move drip on. is kind of like your swagger, I think. Mm. What we used to say as swagger is now drip. Hmm. That's fresh. The evolution, you know, the evolution of just <laughs> the English know. language. Yeah. You can really start aging yourself at a certain point. Yes. Like what are all the hip youths up to these days? I don't know. Send it. I'll keep this one brief and then we'll close her out. I'll try to shut up. This is whiskey hot pot.
When I was in college, I had this cushy public safety job where me and a partner would be available to walk students around campus if they felt unsafe late at night, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. Well, killing time because pretty much no one ever used the service. We had to walk around campus and report in every few minutes where we were and that we hadn't seen anything suspicious. I don't know what a 20 year old was gonna call in as suspicious, but I digress. Sweet job, me and a friend took a shift together and it was easy money. My university was established around 150 years ago and many of the buildings are quite old. Think late 1800s Midwestern buildings. We were in the academic side of campus around 1230, which was completely abandoned. The university is also in a very small town, so late at night, we'd be completely alone, no one probably within a half mile to a mile from us, no classes or anything that late, of course, though the building's lights were kept on. There were two buildings, small, like six classrooms each. They were some of the oldest buildings and had never been used in my time at school due to needing renovations. One of them was legit sealed up. There was one door chained visibly shut at all times. Well, as me and my buddy walk past, he says, man, there's someone in there. Remember, the lights are on so we can see in, but the windows are about six feet above ground, so we don't have a clear line of sight. But I look and yeah, I see the back of someone's head. It looks like they're wearing a hood, but it is definitely a person standing stock still. We're seeing them from behind. That's weird. It's late. We are creeped out. But there's two of us, so fuck it. We go around the corner of the building, look in and see the same damn person, hood, facing away from us, not moving. Like they moved as we did, so we would only see them from behind. That's a creepy image too. Mm -hmm. Weird. We're spooked at this point. He calls it in on our little radio. They dispatch a full-time, not a student officer, to come check on us. He says it'll be 20 minutes. Can you check the door? So I muster my courage and check the door. It's padlocked, huge chains, and only way in. What the fuck? My friend and I go back to the first window. I boost him up to get a good look because while we're creeped out, this is one of the coolest things that's ever happened to either of us, so let's keep it going, right? He tells me there's no one in the room. Weird. Maybe we just caught a trick of the eye or something. Then, as he hangs on the windowsill and I look from below, the fucking lights go out. We hear a sort of scurrying around. He drops down. We both run 50 feet away and stop. 20 minutes later, the full time shows up. Doesn't have keys. We give him a just the facts version of the story and call it a night. He says he will get the keys and check it out. I asked him a few days later when we have another shift and he says they checked it the next day. There was not a sign of trouble or anything. No signs of forced entry. No one had checked out the keys to the building. We stopped going to that side of campus after 10 p.m. We would just call in and lie and stay with a friend at the dorms. I don't know why it's kind of spooky when the spirits don't do anything, too. Because like, I, I think we just standing like not facing, facing away from you. So you just see a hood and the back of someone. And then you move to a different angle and get to the like, other, so other side of the building. And you look and it's the same exact thing facing away from you hood up against the window i think it would be naturally creepy just because it's doing something that's not the way we normally do things yeah. even if it was just a human in there and they found that out hmm. somebody that, that would purposely stand with their back to you wearing a hood is going to be a little offsetting yeah and then is. you know so you don't even need a ghost 
to do that. So if a ghost isn't moving or isn't walking around like you'd expect a ghost, if it's just do it looking at you, like the ones were earlier where we heard mm. they were just staring at the people in the in the home or whatever, the old the yeah. overnight facility. That's that's creepy. That is creepy. And then you add the nobody's actually here and this this is happening, that makes it even worse. Yeah, it really do be like that. Well, I think that, that pretty much wraps it up, man. That we did it. Those were good stories. Those were good stories. And I'm excited to see what part three has whenever we get around to doing that. But for the time being, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, if you are new to the show or you want to kind of help us get the word out there, we do appreciate you sharing the show on social media. Or you can come talk to us on our social media. Follow along at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Or at TFT Paranormal on TikTok. And if you have a scary story of your own, night shifts or shadow people or demons that pop out of your closet and play mariachi, we're here for it. And Especially the talk. mariachi. Yeah. Just if make sure actually happens. Yes. we want tacos with the mariachi. Wow. Okay. So now mariachi absolutely has to be tacos. Doesn't have to be. It just makes it's just mm. that mm. much more fun. Interesting. So uh, send in your stories to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com or comment on social media. If you have not already, subscribe on YouTube, the Freaky Deaky Podcast at Freaky Deaky Pod. We are trying to build the YouTube out this year and see how much we can get going for that. We unfortunately started the YouTube game a little late, and so it's kind of hard to get monetized. We have to really get a lot of watch hours in and get a decent amount of subscribers before we can start trying to make some kind of money off the show we've been doing for three years now. But it's fine, guys. It's fine. We're having a good time. You're having a good time. That's all that matters. Money is not everything. It is almost everything. Oh, yeah. It's fine. We live in the United States. It is everything. Yeah, this is America. Anyway, so we'll see you guys right back here next week for what Project Blue right project bluebeam one of my favorite we're finally conspiracies we're finally making it happen it's only three years in the making and here we are i'll see you right back here next week on the frinky dinky deuces bye goodbye
It will be dope.